All right, guys. Should we do this? Let's go. Welcome to the Pause, Rewind, Play podcast. We hope you enjoy the show. All right, welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is Vince Bradley. I'm going to be the host for today. Um, I'm here with my my crew, Josh Whitbank. How's it going, Josh? Excellent. I said it wrong again, didn't I? <laughs> well, we're running with it. You are now Josh Whitbank. <laughs> I'm also here with Casey. Casey, how you doing, man? So good. Living, living my best life. Ready for this. Ready for this. I was born for this. That's what I should say. Good. Happy to hear it, man. Um, this week's movie, I Am Mother, it is a little deeper than I expected it to be. Um, it's going to be a, a good conversation. We're going to jump into it in a little bit. But to, to kind of start off, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what's what's in the theaters, what we've been watching, and then uh, get into some non-spoiler territory and then jump directly into the kind of synopsis of the movie. Um, this week in theaters, we've got Toy Story 4 coming out and also Child's Play, which seems appropriate that the two toy movies are coming out at the same time. <laughs> Someone planned that. I feel like they were like, let's do this so mom and dad and teenagers can go on this one. Then just throw your kids into this other theater. You don't need to be nostalgic about that. We're going to be nostalgic about murdering dolls. Well, I mean, the entire marketing campaign for Child's Play, right, has been focused around Toy, toy Story 4. Like all of their ads, almost pretty much have showed like like decapitated toys and like Rex's tail is like taken off or something like that. So I'm pretty sure the only one that I've seen was uh, Woody being drugged behind the Chucky doll. I mean, it was a, it was a cowboy doll that very much looks like Woody being drugged behind a Chucky. Exactly. Chucky. Because they know decapitated. Can't do it exactly, but yeah, yeah. That's so what do you guys plan on going to see any either of those movies? Toy Story Four. I I mean, it's just. I mean, apparently, according to the reviews, it's blowing it out of the water, apparently. Uh uh, From the last time I checked, which was about June 13th, uh, it was sitting at, uh, there was 86 reviews, and it was at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. So, at least one, at least every single person, every single critic so far, at least, that's seen it said, it is worth your time. So... I think that people, you know, still have a right to be wary about it. You know, another Toy Story film, but I'd say that it'll definitely be worth your time. They say bring the tissues, like you're gonna ball your eyes out again. So, pretty excited. They've probably been saying similar things about uh, Child's Play, right? <laughs> bring the tissues. I was like, and I want to go to a good slasher. I just want to go see some good old, I don't know, freaky stuff that happens, like. I don't know, like, I want to be creeped out, so Josh wants to go for the good feels, I want to go for the adrenaline rush, yeah. but both both are great options, I think, I don't know. Yeah, I feel the same way. I really don't know if I'll get around to either of them, but I want to see both of them. I'll probably end up seeing Child's Play first, just because, like I said a couple episodes ago, love Toy Story, just kind of, I don't know, feel like there's been a lot, need a little bit of space before I jump into it. Yeah, yeah. Me, me too, but I hope everyone who goes and sees... Toy Story loves it because it sounds like it's worth it. I read a few things and Josh mm-hmm. has been uh, Josh has been letting me know pretty well like every time I've seen him this week and in the past couple weeks that it is doing so well. So cool. probably we'll end up seeing that. I'm just a person who wants people to see it because I feel like Pixar is going to do a good job and 
I mean, I'm not like saying, hey, like we can rely on Pixar no matter what. I'm just, you know. They, they've kind of proven we can, though. Yeah, it's true. They've kind of proven we can. And also, I just don't want people, you know, because I get it, the whole being wary. And like, you can go into it like with caution. And even if you don't like it, that's cool. I just want people to give it a chance, not yeah, to just say, hey, sure. I'm not going to see it. Like, because I don't want to. I think that's bad. Yeah. So. Yeah. Go see it. Take your kids. Like yeah. Casey said, Drop them off, jump in, watch Child's Play, pick them up, go home, <laughs> compare notes with your kids. Exactly. Start a podcast, talk about it. Exactly. <laughs> Do everything like that you want. So yeah, that's what's going on. Well, cool. Out. All right, yeah, that's that's kind of what's in theater right now. Um, we ha- we are filming or uh, recording this a little bit earlier than we normally do because uh, one of us is going to be out of town on Monday. So we got a, about a week before those movies come out. Um, in the meantime, what are you guys watching? Casey, you wanna you wanna start us off with that? I've been watching The Office all week, actually. I've been I've just been having one of those weeks where old reliable, as we can call Pixar, right? But The Office, old reliable for some good humor. Been mm-hmm. watching a lot of The Office. Um, I didn't really watch. I watched. <laughs> I watched a lot of Vice this week, like Vice News. That, that's kind of appropriate that you've been watching The Office because this movie is starring Hillary Swank. Um, I watched this movie with uh, with Hope, my wife, uh-huh. and there's an entire episode based around is Hil- Hillary Swank hot or not? And yes. That was the first thing my wife asked me when the movie started. Oh, it's Hillary Swank. Is she hot or not? <laughs> Still don't know. So I've decided. That's, undecided. Uh, <laughs> that's still up in the air. It's so it was so interesting that they did that episode of The Office because you look at it and you're like, oh my gosh, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Her face is symmetrical, but is she hot? So yeah, yeah, definitely interesting. Uh, so I have been also watching The Office a little bit, uh, but then also uh, been watching some Black Mirror, uh, oh, yeah, which nice. I love. Another good because this you know this film that we're gonna be talking about, I Am Mother, is a Netflix original. Obviously, Black Mirror is as well, and it's one of the series that I think hits it out of the park as far as uh, Netflix goes. That I think it's really interesting, you know, and all the dystopian societies yeah. and everything like that. Uh, I just watched a really good one, which was the Hang the DJ one, which, you know, no spoilers, but it's about like a, a whole dating, you know, system that's supposed to help you find your true love. It's really, really good. So, and just so you know, if you've never watched Black Mirror, all the episodes are independent of each other, so you can go in and watch any episode you want. I would definitely recommend Hang the DJ. Yeah. It's a good one. If you haven't watched it at this point, like, where have you been? This show's great. Exactly. <laughs> Get a Netflix account if you don't have one. Borrow your old girlfriend's Netflix account password, whatever, and just start start watching it. Cause it's, it. It's, it's worth it. Maybe maybe skip episode one and then come back to it later. Oh. Yeah, because you'll be prepared for it later. Yes. I, I did almost stop watching after episode I, one. Most, most people that I talk to kind of have that same reaction, including myself, where it's like, this I'm is what I'm getting into. So this? glad though. I skipped that, I that one. Watching. I have yet to watch it. My wife told me about it, and I was like, "I'm not willing to watch yeah, that." It's, so I it's didn't. one of the weirder episodes. So go, go, skip that one. Rewind like two or three. Fast forward a few episodes, you'll be fine. Yep. Other than that, love Black Mirror. Yep. Um, I, other than this movie, other than I am Mother, I went and I saw Dark Phoenix. And hot take, guys, not a very good movie. <laughs> i'm sorry to laugh at that like. <laughs> it's kind of everyone on the internet's been saying that i had very low expectations for this movie it's not as bad as people are saying 
Still not a very good movie. I heard it killed the X-Men franchise, and I'm kind of nervous about that. Yeah, it made me feel like we need to space it out. The Disney-Fox merger just went through, so X-Men is going back to the Marvel family. Um, eventually, they'll show up in the Marvel Universe. I just kind of, after watching that, I'm like, give them some space. You know, let's let's take a break from the X-Men for a while. Come back to them once we kind of forget what, what a mess that, that series was. <laughs> But it was fine. It, it wasn't the worst of their movies. It wasn't the best of their movies. It was just kind of there. It's just kind of forgettable, in my opinion. But but I heard the movie overall was a little bit of a catastrophe, but Sophie Turner's acting redeemed something. Yeah, she was great in it. Okay. Yeah, she's that's, good. That's what I heard. Sorry, I bring up Sophie T just because I'm just finishing Game of Thrones, you know? Mm-hmm. That was one of the things, sorry, just to wrap this up, that was one of the things that threw me off the most was uh, when she very first started talking I, I expected that British, that uh, English accent to come out, and she talked with an American accent, and it was weird. It took me a little while to wrap my head around it. Really? Yeah. Just I'm just used to her from Game of Thrones with that British accent. So, anyway, that wraps up uh, movie news and movie trailers and uh, everything. So we can kind of jump into the movie. Let's do it. All right. Uh, so, like we said, this week's movie is I Am Mother. It is on Netflix. It's direct. It was directed by Grant, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name. Sput, Sputor, Sputter, Sputor. I don't I don't really know how to say that. His um, name. Yeah, <laughs> he's a he's a first time director, as far as I could tell, in my really in depth search of IMDb. <laughs> uh, kind of a interesting little tidbit that I that I read on there. Um, he's he's never directed a movie before, and he came from commercials. So he came from commercials, and if. If what I read, because I checked a couple different websites, it looks like he's directed a couple like episodes of okay. like like weird TV shows that I've never heard of, but like nothing ever. That major. that makes more sense because going from you know thirty second two minute commercials to a feature film of this like this, that was that was a long movie. Yeah, like exactly. good for him. The guy's talented. It's definitely hard. The only person I've ever heard doing that before, and I don't even remember his name, is if you guys ever saw Searching the movie, that guy oh, did I like. The guy did Google commercials, and then he just went straight to the film, which wow. is worth seeing, by the way. But sorry, let's get back into. No, I, I, I love Greg's, those kind of facts. Greg, I guess I guess we can get to kind of more of that in uh, the the fun facts section. Um, so yeah, directed by Grant Spitor, Spitor, um, starring Hilary Swank, Clara Rugard Larson, and Rose Rose Byrne. I am tearing up these names tonight. <laughs> Um, the movie was released on June 7th, 2019 on Netflix, but it actually premiered uh, at the Sundance Film Festival in 2019, where uh, Netflix decided that it was good enough to buy. Um, and I, I, they, they made a good choice on this movie. I really liked it. I agree. So yeah, what do you guys think? Let's, let's kind of jump into the non-spoiler section of the podcast. Just give me your, your very first thoughts. Did you like the movie? Did you not like the movie? Oh, sorry. Let, let's go into the plot first. Um, so yeah, Josh, you so like a little bit about the plot is obviously, you know, if you watch the commercial or even, you know, cause it's been one of those featured films. So if you've pulled up Netflix to watch the office or whatever, you've probably at least seen it, seen a little bit. It's basically about, you know, it's another dystopian society in the future where, you know, humans have become extinct and basically there's this facility where there's a robot who ends up being mother, right, who has embryos for babies and basically she grows the baby and she raises, you know, a human child as her own 
as to sort of be like the new future for the world and it teaches it like teaches the baby what you know it needs to do and it teaches it ethics and a ton of different things but then someone shows up and so it sort of makes the child who's you know like 17 by the time question hey like what's going on is like this robot actually being completely truthful with me because i thought i was the last person in the world this person shows up what's going on mm-hmm. so and super I, interesting. from the trailer i kind of expected this to be more of a horror movie than it is it's more of a thriller um but it definitely kind of built up that tension uh it did a really good job in a couple of those scenes that kind of like really made you kind of stress out and and wonder where it's gonna go who's gonna turn on who who's gonna attack who I like I like how you said tension because that was definitely like what I felt. That's what that's what you're supposed to feel because that's what you know the main character. Who by the way they never none of them ever have any names. Like one of the main characters who is daughter, right? Mm-hmm. That's what like she feels throughout this whole time. Is it she feels this tension because she feels the connection you know to this robot who has raised her, who is quite literally her mother, and you know someone of her own race who's you know pulling her to be in society or just with her who is another you know actual human i don't know casey what do you think did you feel that tension how did you feel that went i felt the tension quite a bit actually i moved around i ended up like i'm pretty good at like sitting in mostly like one position like one relaxed position Uh throughout any film and this one had me like moving about like changing position because i yeah you feel you move along like and I, i think i always mention this you move along in the journey with this like i like that I like feeling like, whoa, this is this is legit. Like this is happening. Like I could experience this, right? And I like that a lot. And I felt that. And I'm not trying to go into like spoilers, right? And so I'm trying to like hold back my my opinion, right? right? But the way that they portrayed it, like the way they built the story, was incredibly smart. Like it was just very well. Like it was like a step, 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 and we hit that point where we're like. We're on the landing now. <laughs> Let's keep going, you know. So it was, it was good. And for some people, I know it's like my wife watched it with me. She felt like it was a little bit long to tell the story. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the way that they told the story, albeit might be long for some folks, it really helps you build and kind of comprehend the actual situation. For sure, so. for sure. Yeah. So uh, you want to jump right into the spoiler section? Kind of really get in here. Got anything else you want to say? We want to recommend the movie? I'd say definitely check it out. Yeah, so I would definitely say recommend it. And I mean, I guess something else we can say without spoilers is I thought that it was a super smart idea. And I, I was reading a little bit about it today before the podcast that they decided, you know, to have this robot be all real. They, you know, they built the robot and it was, you know, none of it was CGI and they had three people acting because did, did, they had to have a little bit of cgi in there though didn't they like when the robot was running that kind of stuff when the robot was running no that was there that was, was a guy him. so there's did, a guy just the kind suit. of speed it up or something yeah so probably sped it up and he was cool. pretty good at moving pretty mechanically but then also i thought you know well like the face the guy can't be like you know doing yeah, things with his face kind of they had someone who while the scene was going on remote controlling the face that's so cool and its features i thought it was like a boston like dynamics or whatever that is the the robo dog company i thought it was maybe like one of their robots oh, that yeah. did like advanced i was like it was actually i looked it up it was actually the weta workshop who did it who everything good comes from them oh so yeah they they nailed that and i think that's what gives it more the movie more of a, a sense of 
realism, right? Like you actually feel like this facility exists, that this robot exists, that that it's somewhere that you could actually go to and visit, and it, it gives it more of a tangible feel. Exactly, and it feels so real. That's what I mean. That's what the director said. He said that this robot is one of the leads of the movie. Like uh-huh. we can't just cgi the whole thing he's like that's not gonna work and so he said i'm really glad that we did that and also just you know to make sure that we don't shortchange anyone to give a shout out to uh where is it luke hawker he was the guy who was actually in the robot suit for the movie so even though he's not like Mm. you know like the voice or anything he is one of the actors as well who did the robot and he did he did really well like his movements looked very robotic every every even turn of the wrist or something looked as if it was you know something that that a reaction that that type of being would make so yeah i had no idea that there was like a person in there that's Mm -hmm. that's amazing shout out to the guys in the suits right like who have made all of our childhoods and adulthoods be better through movie acting and stuff like that the guys behind the masks who Mm -hmm. often don't get the credit they deserve it's like oh robot man but no like really i can't imagine like being (laughs) in those suits is probably like sweaty uncomfortable and hot right Uh and like those guys are acting like peak acting like you'd have to you have to be a good actor i think to be able to act well in like a suit like that because you have to like move effectively and like like you like you said like he had to have he was i think you both said like realistic movements like he had to make sure he knew what he was doing and i give him props i give people props who could do that yeah and they said the director in one of like the interviews that i read that he was talking about it he said shout out to this guy he was like we made the suit and then we realized that it was a little bit small and so the guy had to like lose a little bit of weight and so he like (laughs) gave up like beer and pizza for like the running of the film so that he could fit in that the director was like if i had to give up beer and pizza he's like we never would have made the movie (laughs) (laughs) that seems like that seems like the the running trend for these kind of movies because they had the same problem with the original robo robocop suit where the the guy the guy went through all this training to you know in in how to act like a robot and then they ended up getting the suit on the day of shooting and he didn't fit in it it, or, or he fit in it but it was super tight and he couldn't like the range of motion was so limited that he had to completely forget everything they had practiced and just wung it i don't know really? it's just hard to plan for these kind of things right those guys are awesome yeah shout out one last shout out those guys i think we're ready to move beyond the spoil free sections so you let's guys do think? it yeah okay i'm ready so yeah what, what did you guys like the most so wait, about the movie? we should let's probably see- say spoilers ahead no one listen beyond this if you're not ready for spoilers. Now, okay, we can go. Sorry. Yeah, so <laughs> I think I'm going to start it off, actually. Um, we're going to start with favorite scenes. Um, my favorite scene was when uh, Hilary Swank first shows up. The daughter has been kind of, you know, getting... She's been going through all these tests, and, and mother has been trying to... I mean, spoiler for the end of the movie, she's trying to grow the perfect the perfect human yeah and so she's putting her through all these tests the only person she's ever met is is the robot when all of a sudden a human comes knocking at the door in the middle of the night and the reason that this part of the movie is the scene from the movie is my favorite is like i was talking about earlier that sense of of kind of the suspense the 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 thrill of it you know of what's behind the door what's gonna happen as she looks through and i kept expecting like a face to pop up in the window or something and make me jump and it never happened it just kind of built that suspense up and built that suspense up and then paid off with hillary swank coming in i thought it was really really well done 
Well, to branch off that and to kind of, I love that scene as well. But what like I was thinking personally was, I wonder what like, because in my mind, right, we're building up to this moment, like the daughter has been led to believe that like there's some sort of nuclear fallout or something like the world mm-hmm. has changed right that's why humans don't exist out there anymore and so i'm expecting like fallout morphed folks like that's what some i'm kind of like, like yeah a knocking at the door like out there or like someone with like extreme radiation burns or something right because when she finds this mouse at the beginning, I, like at first I was like, that thing's gonna have like four tails or something like uh-huh. that. It's gonna be different. And then like it builds it up to where you're like, oh, it's an actual human, and they're not like out there. Like it's still like it's a person. It's like someone you might see on the street in distress. And so it was like, oh, I, I love yeah, that, and, and I like the build up to it a lot. So well, good call. And throughout that whole movie, they kind of like build up that tension. Um, it starts there, you know, everything is kind of this lovey-dovey relationship between mother and daughter until Hillary Swank shows up and starts making the, the, the daughter question everything that's going on, but also you as the audience, you know, every, every time that mother says something to, to daughter, um, Hillary Swank has something to kind of, to counter that starting with, Oh, I got shot by a robot that looks exactly like her. I've seen these robots destroy the entire world. I do not trust this robot. She's manipulating you. Mm-hmm. And us as an audience who's seen this little girl grow with, with, with mother, with this robot, it, it makes us question, you know, is she telling the truth? What's really going on? Is she just trying to kind of protect herself? Because she's stuck in this building with, the, with this, she believes, killer robot. So she'll see, say whatever she, whatever she can to, to the daughter in order to get out safe, to get healed and get out of there saved and that sense of tension and that mystery is just so perfectly done throughout the whole movie up until the almost the end you're questioning what's going on that's like the whole that's what i loved about it is like the whole part of the movie where i mean for me especially personally i just know that i was bouncing back and forth Uh i was like oh all of a sudden this chick shows up she says these things like mother's like super evil she just like wants to kill everyone and she's crazy and then you know, mother says some stuff and Hillary Swink's character, you know, does some other things. I'm like, oh, wait, maybe she just has like bad intentions and mother is like trying to save her and the outside world is just like freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. And I bounce back, back and forth between that, the whole thing. And what it really comes down to is the whole, I mean, and if we apply it to, you know, what we could look at modern day, not to move away from favorite scenes, but just to look really quickly into like one of basically the main themes of the movie is if we look at artificial intelligence and trust like can you ever ever really a hundred percent put your trust in artificial intelligence because this little girl daughter she has literally grown up with this robot that has raised her that has cared for her in a sense you know with quotation marks her entire life and so if there was anyone who could be able to trust a robot it would be her uh-huh. and so it throws her into that situation with someone who's been given like the ability to trust artificial intelligence will she trust that or will she go back to someone of her own kind like what happens there uh-huh. and so i think it's so interesting the tension bouncing back and forth seeing what is really going to happen there so i just i mean oh yeah it loved it, so it good. and that's what i loved about this movie is it it's such a small contained story but it brings up these giant like uh questions in your mind while you're watching the whole thing 
can someone trust an AI over their own race if they never met them? What what makes a, a perfect human being? Is it is it the whole nature versus nurture question? You know, like this mother, this robot is trying to to essentially breed the perfect human, a better breed of human. Um, can she do that with? I mean, her her mentality is all ones and zeros. It's code. It's A plus B equals C. Can you make a perfect human like we can make a perfect robot just by using the, these patterns, you know? I I was wondering that, actually, because my wife in the middle of the movie, she's like, what would you do if your mom was a robot? Kind of like very sarcastically. <laughs> I was like, well, my life would be a lot of ones and zeros, which is like there is yes or no, right? It's like, does this work? Yes. Does this work? No. Then they go back to what, how does it work? How do we get to what we want? And I was thinking about that. Cause as you see like the robot and like what we know now is that the robot designed the facility themselves. They took care of like collecting the samples of the embryos. Right. And like protecting the facility and sanitizing and setting up this ideal place for growth for this these children and these people right Mm -hmm. and then it's like these are ethics and these are my ethics so it is teaching the child its ethics not necessarily the ethics so you know you can go out on the street and learn right or you know you're taught in a home it's like this is what i believe if one person comes in who's sick and there are four who are sick but need the organs of the other person we sacrifice the one for the four mm-hmm. and like that was like a really i was like Whoa. well and so that's what i wanted to get into not to cut yeah. you off casey because that was as we're talking about favorite scenes that was probably my favorite scene of the entire movie because that was before hillary swank's character showed up that was the first time that i actually started to question the intentions of mother because uh-huh. this is the first time you see them in school and they're learning things and they come in and she says hey here's this scenario you have five people who need organ transplants one person comes in who's pretty sick who's probably going to die but you could you know you could still try and heal them at least but if you try and heal them they're going to die they're not viable to give up these organs like what do you do and what i thought was interesting is that because of where their conversation leads them you never actually get what the answer from the robot is but we can i don't want to say we can presume but we can think that the robot because it has been literally programmed to maximize human Uh feeling and human life and everything like that that in this new world they're going to breed a human that believes that it is ethically correct which is kind of the answer to her question right to what she believes by the end of the movie you kind of get the answer that answer is that mother believes that humanity got to a point where it was too corrupt that unsalvageable yeah we didn't deserve to to live anymore and that her in her infinite goodness would put an end to it and restart the population for the the greater good of humanity so so that brings up my question do you guys believe that what mother did is like is she evil i guess is my question is she an evil robot or or does she kind of have a point She's like the Thanos of this movie. <laughs> I don't know how to say any other because they talk about environmental issues. Mm-hmm. They talk about like corruption and greed. Like it's not like the ally, and she's like, "Don't be corrupt, don't be greedy." But like you can tell, like that's the underlying thing. And then you know, oh, in the end, you find out this is the decision that I made for the world to reset things and to build a world where X, Y, and Z, right? And there will be more people it'll be a more viable place for everyone like we'll have food we'll have everything so here's here's my thoughts is that mother in like a weird dark and twisted way mother is not evil at all number one with her intentions because she's a robot 
She has no feelings. She is doing quite literally what she is programmed to do. If, if the people who made the artificial intelligence programmed her to maximize human happiness, like as weird as it is, like those are the people who are evil, even if it's not intentional, like they program something that would do whatever it takes, like not to like throw an Avengers thing in there, like we were just talking about Thanos or whatever. <laughs> well, but I was just gonna throw a bunch a of Tron nerds over here, right? Like to build the perfect system. Like that's how I felt. That I was like, yeah. I have created the perfect system for you, Flynn. Aren't you happy? Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I wanted to throw that in. No, but exactly. Like that's Deep just color. what it is. Is that you know, even though we may say, hey, she's evil or she's not evil, she did something that was really mm-hmm. necessary. It's program. Mm-hmm. it's code it's not a real person and so no matter how we look at it it's just the artificial intelligence it's what the humans decided to do in mm-hmm. this reality didn't she mention though that like when i outgrew or like realized that my masters were wrong doesn't she kind of mention like a point like while she's talking to to daughter that like yeah like when i saw that my creators were wrong like i exterminated them or like removed them from the equation she does yeah and and they also explore that uh, towards the end of the movie again i keep jumping towards it to the end of the movie but um with with daughter and, and that that's another thing another one of my favorite scenes was it, it's a very quiet moment um at the end when mother has her last moment with a uh, woman hillary swank's character in that in that uh on that beach shipping where she container. yeah in the shipping container where she walks in and she she's looking at kind of the uh the christian um, you know the photos of Mary and uh, and all that kind of stuff, and and she's talking to Hillary Swank, saying things like, uh, "Oh, I just spaced it." She's uh, she says, um, it, "It's almost as if you have a purpose," you know, uh-huh. and and it was it was really interesting to me because it kind of it it made me question like, did she know? I mean, she didn't know that Hillary Swank was in that exact location, but she had to know that there were people out there, and she had to have that intention to bring someone back to meet daughter or to, to create some sort of scenario that kind of prepared daughter to take over what she had started. But so here's my question. And this is, you know, maybe I misunderstood or thought of something wrong, but the way that I looked at it and from the numbers and the way I looked at everything is that it looks like to me that the robots wiped out everything and daughter in this movie they have their codes and stuff. She is APX03. Right. Right? And when she goes and she's during that part where Hillary Swing tells her to investigate more and all this stuff, she looks and she found she finds like the ashes in the buried body of like a child. Right. Who when uh-huh. she looks at like the test results because she's still mother's like fingerprint or whatever, is APX02. So my question, what I thought, and I just want to like check with you guys, is that Hillary Swank is APX01. Because at the very end, when she's talking to her and she's like, it was almost like you were left for a reason because mother yeah. was like, like, I could have like killed you if I wanted. I don't think there's anyone else. I don't think there's no one in the mines. I don't yeah, think there's so. anything like that. But, I think it's but just Hillary, Hillary Swank. But Hillary Swank has drawn these pictures of these people that she used to know, she says. That's that's the only the only uh, hole in that theory that I can think of she is says, that she says she's met people. Before. She says she's met people, but I mean, they have media from the past world you know she watches the tonight show and everything like that mm, so okay. not to say that she couldn't even if she's not drawing specific people just the idea of a person that she knows what other people look like huh. that's so, it because i had that same idea sorry to cut you off real just to wrap that up i had that same idea um that that maybe that was the case but uh 
I don't know. I just never really ran with it like that. Because that's, that's cool. where I, that's where I got. Sorry, not to cut off Casey. Just to, to finalize, <laughs> you can't talk, Casey. To finalize, We're here. <laughs> to finalize this little thought that we've had is that's why I thought Mother came in at the end, and she was like, "I could have killed you if I like wanted and stuff." Like, mm-hmm. like we knew how to find you and stuff. Like, it's almost as if someone you know kept you around for a reason. So I think that Mother was just her you know artificial intelligence is so advanced that she knew like the course of action that would have to be taken for the perfect human to be created and i think it was that this first human would have to be created think and then, the monster's evil escape and then and come then once back. once she had a daughter that was to that point where they were she was passing that morality clause she went out corralled hillary swank to the exact location she needed her to be or hillary swank could have known that facility was already there but well i don't know because we we go ahead casey you're biting your finger i'm just like getting excited about this sorry guys so looking at this at the beginning of the film right they show days since extinction right number of humans on the earth right which is zero and then drops to nothing once the the girl becomes kind of older we get into like it's like the thousands of days like Uh and so my wife looked at the math and i can't remember how many thousand days is but it's like 40 some odd years yeah i think it was 39 yeah something like that and hillary swank's character is like probably around that age Mm -hmm. and if for instance these robots like think about it when daughter goes back do you remember all the lasers and all the robots like ready to destroy her there's no way hillary swank could have survived without mother letting her at that point right because i think that that's i i agree like i think that hillary swank is one like she is the original og because like she's you know she says oh i'm surprised i'm surprised you survived this long like type thing like uh-huh. as if as if she turned her loose and was like run wild animal get out of here like you're not gonna survive and then she like but she also conserved her for this moment. Yeah, because daughter the needs the ethics I love test. This, I love this idea. I just I feel like there's too many holes in it. Like like the mind, which you kind of the people in the mind, which you can kind of work around. But the fact that she didn't recognize the facility when she got there, she didn't recognize mother as being a nurturing, friendly robot. Like, wouldn't she have the memories of? What these if things? mother was different though? That she raised her some, in like a she different talks facility. At one point where she's like, I only raised, I only want a time so I can learn. So what if she was like a, an abusive beast, you know, the first first time, the second time a little bit better, but still ended up killing the second child. And the third one, she's like, I'm going to be overly soft and huh. tender and go from there. Now, see, I think that she was doing what she could because she escaped from the facility and she thought it was the best thing for her. I think she was probably doing what she needed to get into the mind of the daughter to get her out of the facility. So that was my thought when I watched it because I sort of, you know, when I went along and I watched or like thought about it again afterwards and watched certain scenes, I thought that she was doing it. But I also like, because I also did it and I didn't see it in Hillary Swank's acting. And that's sort of something that I, I mentioned in my notes for who I was talking about, like what I liked, what I didn't like about acting. I was like, okay, if this was true, if she really did know mother, like, there's nothing there like yeah even like because i don't want to be super obvious because that would just you know give away a whole ton of the plot but there's like nothing she really is just like oh my god there's a droid in here like Mm -hmm. we're gonna die so what did did she call them dozers the dozers yeah yeah. what if what if hillary swing's character has like a tbi or something i i don't know like and also like i'm not saying like that's it right but like maybe she's forgotten something maybe i don't know but also that place could technically be a mine. It's underground. 
Like it's a bunker that's underground that's built underground. Maybe sure. at one time within that complex there were actual people. And then she wiped them out. And maybe that's what she's talking about because she's like, she's like, oh, where are the mines? I want to go to the people. I want to find them. She's like, you wouldn't like what they were doing there. So what if Mother had like got these people to be like a cult followership of her? They're working underground and then Mother kills them. She escapes. That's how it kind of goes. That's just a yeah. thought. It's yeah. a theory, right? It's just an uh, idea. And again, this is what makes it such a good sci-fi movie. Yeah. I mean, it, it it's a good movie in general, but sci-fi just, it makes you think. And this movie does such a good job at that. It just opens like all these ideas that you can like run on each, each of these threads and explore. And we could talk about each one of these things for an hour, you know? <laughs> it's true. Well, I, I, I yeah, <laughs> like you're saying, I could talk about this for a while longer because mm -hmm. I'm pretty enthused about, but we should probably carry forward. I, I think. think it's so interesting, like not to jump completely off it, but just the whole mother wanting to create the perfect being you think about the education that she's giving her and it seems like a pretty you know viable education in terms of what we learn these days uh with the medical training and the ethics training and everything like that i also i just thought it was super interesting that this assessment that she you know took the exam uh -huh. was so interesting i like I paused it and I looked at the questions pretty close and some of the questions that she was answering weren't necessarily about intelligence as much as they were about her feeling like a normal person, like mm -hmm. having extensive training on the ethics and everything that the robot mother wanted her to have, but also making sure that she was still human and not programmed almost to be like a specific being like the robot was. Like some of the questions yeah. are... I often feel misunderstood. I sometimes think about things too bad to talk about. Like, and that was interesting. Like that. Her answer with that too was like, she answered like, honestly, like, yes, that was one of the things. Yeah. Whereas if she was like trying to kind of hide, like, like if she's trying to um, answer the way that she expected mother to answer, mm -hmm. probably would have gotten her killed. So it's kind of an honesty test at the same time. And then it's also that part of the exam was just, showing images of certain things that existed in the world you know before that she might know about from learning and just it would just record her response like her facial response I'm, I'm guessing because it would just show the quick image and then it would say response detected and it would show the quick image and response detected and that was part of the exam so right. that's just how you know that like the robot is training and mother wants her to be this specific person because it wants her to react certain ways to certain things and mm -hmm. I don't know. I just think it's super intricate that the closer you look at it, the more you learn, and it's amazing. It's cool that even after she has created this, I mean, it's it. We talked about it's how she's an AI, and and she just you you wouldn't expect an AI to have to rely on hope, I guess, in the end. But that's what she ends up having to do is once she raises daughter to be the best that she can be, she leaves daughter to raise the kids trusting her hoping that she will raise this better group of humans this that will progress and she will be out there in the background kind of always helping but she did seem to just go off be like okay i'm gonna re-terraform the earth i'm gonna leave you here i trust you my daughter that i raised to raise the rest of these kids to do your best to make a better form of human gosh so interesting sorry just thinking yeah. about that <laughs> the very end of the movie is just Amazing. I don't know, Casey, what do you think about that very last part where mother, you know, it was just sort of a symbolic thing, 
that the daughter shot her, showing that sh- showing that she didn't need that right. you know AI anymore to guide her. But what did you think about you know her being left to take upon that role? That's a that's a big question actually. I was wondering about that because I don't actually know the age of the kid. Right, I'm not I'm not really sure. Like, is no, she it never really says I don't 14, think. 15? Well, she has a birthday. We know that, but like, how old is she? And so, but what's really interesting is looking, and we're going back to like the testing here for a minute is she got only like it was a 97 percent on the test so she wasn't like perfect so she still like you know she she was honest and she was real Mm -hmm. but there was something she wasn't quite there on and she's like oh we'll review your test results later right mother was and now she has brother you know baby Mm -hmm. brother and so think about this though she is gonna raise one kid to be however old it is until she like hatches a new kid and she's gonna have to repeatedly hatch these kids i don't know what, right. i don't know however better you want to say it and what's interesting is these are grown in 24 hours so it's not like nine months that they're stuck in these little pods and growing it's like it's just like throwing an easy bake up throwing some bread in yeah. an easy bake oven right it's like big baby and that's a really curious thing to like have the confidence as that ai thing to say okay this child or adult young teenager right it's got it like that's the nerve like i was just thinking about like me as a person like i'm not ready for a kid and this person is like ready to re-establish the human race and but what she knows though is i have food i have shelter essentially and i have the tools i need so she knows her way around things and so going into the permissions and stealing mother's fingerprint thing is everything unlocked to her now does she have full access to everything yeah, i assume so she is just she kind of gonna have that mantle as well to like if you fall short of the mark is she gonna have to terminate up like i'm just oh. curious like where is this all going yeah <laughs> it, it leaves it open like that which i think i think is smart and i think that yeah. it doesn't require anything else i think it's so smart that it leaves it up to us to think about it and to sort of reason within our brains i've seen you know looking at it looking up the hashtag on instagram and twitter a lot of people talk about it you know who either saw it at sundance or watched it recently wanting a sequel and i just i wouldn't be about that i think it'd be so i don't think i would either out of place i think it'd be so it's there's a reason that it's left up to you to think about it uh-huh. to logic within your brain so i would say as like i adored the movie i'd say please no mm-hmm. because i would take away from what they've given us to think about definitely so yeah, uh, we all have great feelings like the, about about this movie. It's a great movie. Um, is there anything in the movie that you would change? Any nitpicks you guys have? There is like one that I want to be just ever so slightly different, and it revolves around Hillary Swank's character. Like I think that there could have been a better story for her. Like she has a pretty good story, right? We don't know about enough of it, but. She has these theories and these ideas and she has these experiences she's trying to share with the girl. But I want her to be more open. Like that was my thing and I was like, well, say more. Like you've given us names of people. You've like, what did you do? Like how do you know about, you know, what what was that show? What's the classic late night talk show? Johnny Carson? Uh Like you know about Carson. Like did you, how, what happened to your family? What happened to your parents? Like how did the world change? Like she never really mentions that. She says, Oh, the dozers, right? I got shot by a dozer. Like, Oh, you have a dozer. It's not operating. I mean, I'm going to sleep, but I, I want more from her. That, that's all that I want. Really. That's all I really want. Mm-hmm. For me, I think I loved the tension and the idea of the trust 
you know the internal struggle of daughter throughout the whole the whole film and i felt like it was brought up in the conclusion in a strong way and she decided you know that even though mother would still be there that she was going to live on her own and she was going to start the human race and while mother was influential to her and bringing her to that point you know she was going to make it on her own i just feel like like the last 20 or so minutes of the movie while still excellent and gave us you know it was a good conclusion i just feel like some of the tension that it was building to was lost like there wasn't like a really like clear i don't want to say like there wasn't a clear like finale like deciding moment because i don't want it to be i mean because they have like the point where she shot her and everything like that but i just felt like the conclusion could have been just a little bit better and i mean like i'm saying it's a really small thing because i still loved it and i thought that the conclusion was smart uh i just felt a little bit unsatisfied but it's a small nitpick for a movie that i adored yeah, and I, I think I get what you're saying. It's not so much the conclusion of the movie. It was just kind of how they got to that point, for me anyway. It was uh, it just kind of lost that momentum that it kind of built. And it kind of ebbed and flowed throughout the whole movie, the momentum, where it was like I would get super into a scene, and then I would kind of sit back. It was kind of this slow burn type of movie. Not it, It's not a big deal. It was still great. But there was a few times where I kind of felt myself um, – looking around the room you know getting distracted by little things that were happening in my house uh that that if that in the high in the like best scenes that the most intense scenes scenes i never would have noticed so i I don't know if i would call it maybe a a pacing issue for me or something but it's such a minor nitpick that that you know if if i wasn't looking for something to bring up in this part of the podcast i probably wouldn't have said anything yeah yeah agreed definitely uh, who did you guys like acting wise? Who stood out? Disliked. Um, I want to go off of what you were saying, just barely, Casey, uh, saying that you wanted more Hillary Swank. Um, she's. I, I think that the standout character for me was probably Daughter. I think she did so well in it. But I want Hillary Swank in the next Terminator movie so bad. <laughs> <laughs> she proved. I mean, you I know, mean, this is a robot movie, but she her look her attitude the the way she reacted to things like she's kind of a badass woman you know like mm-hmm. she'd be able to stand toe to toe with a terminator in the terminator series so i just got to give her like that honorable mention like <laughs> good job you yeah. found your next niche you, ni, ni, niche? 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 niche 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 i don't know jump into that terminator series <laughs> let's see it in a in a sequel and well i would love to see that i you know, and I almost feel bad about it because she was obviously the standout actor that they were happy to get. Mm-hmm. I would actually disagree a little bit. I found it sometimes Hillary Swank's acting, to me personally, was a little bit annoying. Yeah. Like, I know that it sounds strange, but like when she first got there and she was like talking about the dozer and when she shot it and when the dozer was around, I get that she's afraid of it and everything, just her reactions and her screaming and the like the heavy breathing and everything like that. I just, at times I just found it like, I would just sort of like roll my eyes like I'm like come on like Hillary Swank like you're better than this yeah like I don't know that was just a personal thing for me I would just give it for me it's hands down to daughter Clara yeah. Rupert. oh yeah I agree with like, you yeah. definitely so you her. said that I just shout out to Hillary Swank get a Terminator <laughs> get a Terminator <laughs> get it and I think that she could do that as well I just think for me like Hillary Swank I was less on a high but I think I mean we'll ask Casey if he agrees but for me Clara Rugard I mean she's pretty knew she hasn't been in a lot of things i don't remember mm-hmm. i looked her up but i forgot if she was in much of anything but she was amazing standout performance i thought it was incredible casey 
So obviously props to daughter, props to that actress. Like that would be a hard role to to step into, right? Is your first potentially major role because you're acting and you're trying to show emotion and an actual attachment to a non-warm feeling being essentially one that is only voice and minimal expression, right? But I liked the voice actress for Mother, and I, like I said, the actor for the body. I thought that that was standout for me. And I know that this sounds silly that I was like, oh yeah, I choose the robotic thing. But I feel like the voice actor and like the, the expression and the way that things were worded with that, like tried to give more life and warmth to something that like I feel cold towards. Like naturally, like there is nothing in this world that you give me to do to hug a robot. Like, but like the voice and the, you know, the reassurance and the ability to do that, mad props to, that was for me, that's where I, yeah. I stand with so it. So kind of a team, uh, a duel standout, the, yeah. the voice actor uh, and and their stand-in, their double. So it was uh, Rose, Rose Byron. Rose Byron and Luke and Wheatshirt, whatever his name is, mm-hmm. Luke something. Yeah, like two two thumbs way up for me for that yeah. duo. No, I definitely agree as well. That I mean, I didn't mention her, but I thought the same thing where it was a robot, but like they made it to be, it was a loving robot where even though it was just code that you know it had motions and the voice could be different depending on its mood and everything like that. So just, mm-hmm. I mean, to be able to master that on just a vocal level. And then also, of course, put it together with the physical movements Definitely. of the character and the robotic movements of the face. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, just uh, a couple of my final thoughts here. Um, this movie was awesome, and they did it. They did it so well, and they uh, even my older sister ended up watching this movie and called me the next day asking me if I had seen it because she wanted to talk about this movie. And this is someone who doesn't very often get to sit down with her two girls. She doesn't often get to sit down and watch something. Mm-hmm. But this made such an impression on her that she was like, I want to to live in this world a little bit longer, explore these ideas, just just kind of yeah, like I said, like live in it. Just just be in it more. So I don't know, I guess my final thoughts is is go see this movie. Uh I mean it's such such an easily accessible movie. Go check it out. It's definitely worth it. I mean, I completely agree. You should definitely give this movie, you know, a listen. I was talking with a few coworkers today just about, you know, things or shooting the breeze. And they were talking about movies. If I had seen Aladdin and things like that, I'm like, yeah, I saw Aladdin and it was good and these different things. I'm like, but like, have you guys like seen like the ad or whatever for I Am Mother? They're like, oh, I've seen that pop up, pop up on Netflix. So like, you know, it's a Netflix original, so who knows? And I'm like, watch it. Like, I don't want to, you know, be that person to, like, hype you up super hard and then maybe you don't like it, but it is worth it. And if you love, like, for some people it's slow-paced, for other people, you know, they like it a little bit slower-paced, but it's not, like, extremely slow. Like, I think that you'll love it, and I think that, you know, even if you don't absolutely adore it, you'll find redeeming things and you'll be thinking about it for a long time afterwards. Definitely one of the best sci-fi movies you'll watch this year, if not the best, so... I love it. Yeah, going going along with kind of the remarks that we made, it's an extremely accessible film. If you personally don't have a Netflix account, just phone a buddy, phone a friend, right, and get get there and enjoy it. 
you know, I would say like prepare yourself to be aware that there are some sections that move a little slow, but if you know, you can sit through and kind of piece together and kind of think about it a little bit, you'll be able to really enjoy this movie. So don't like, don't throw it under the rug because it sounds a little bit long, throw it, throw it in your queue to watch because it's worth the story and the buildup and the suspense and the emotion that you are able to invest into it. So I recommend it to anyone who wants to just take a moment and have something to think about because afterwards you'll be able to have a conversation much like this one and maybe even a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. you know, to where it's like, oh, yeah, I need more movies like that or more like in-depth conversation that comes from movies along with that. Yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, that those are kind of our thoughts on on I Am Mother. Um, definitely check it out. It's, it's a great movie. Uh, next week, Casey, you want to introduce us to what we're going to be watching? Yes, I would love to. And I'm very excited about this one because we're going to be watching Baby Driver. Whoop! Uh, <laughs> I don't know who who knows about this or doesn't know about this. This is probably one of the more enjoyable kind of like, I'm not going to throw spoilers in there, but right? it has cars, machine guns, and John Hamm. I need not say more other than that, to be honest. Because you would be, you also have to mention the soundtrack to this movie. This oh, movie is so, so much amazing. fun to watch. The it's if you haven't seen Baby Driver yet, watch this one. Come back next week. We're gonna be gushing all over this one. Yes, I'm. I'm right there with you. I forgot the soundtrack, and yeah, I'm. I'm way excited about this. So everyone who's listening to this and wants to watch it and you know, join in with us on your thoughts, please do, because I want to know. Okay, cool. Uh, I think that wraps it up. Uh, you guys have any last thoughts you want to you wanna bring up? No, thanks so much for listening to us. Okay. Uh, you can find us, you know, on Twitter. You can find me at shortyoshi127. Love to hear your thoughts. I'm posting about movies all week, so let me know. Also, you can find me on Twitter at I am Casey Lee, and I'm going to post nothing but baby driver things all week. That's my that's my goal for the week is at least two posts about baby driver all love week. Love that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Well, thanks so much, guys. My name is uh, Vince Bradley. You can find me at Vince Bradley on Twitter. I'll try to be a little more active. Um, did you post anything last week? I'm just curious. I did. I, I posted a couple of things. Um, the Doctor Sleep trailer I posted. Okay. Uh, I think that's about it, though. There, no. I I think I I think I posted something about Dark Phoenix on there too. <laughs> I just had to shout out to the world how mediocre that movie was, <laughs> how forgettable that movie was, and apparently Twitter's the best way to do that. Pretty much. <laughs> so. Twitter, a place for venting. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, anyway, thanks everybody for uh, joining us and we'll see you next week. So yeah, anyway, that's uh, that's been the show, guys. Thanks so much for, for joining us. Um, remember to jump over and subscribe. Uh, we just got accepted onto Apple Podcasts and a bunch of other podcast services. So wherever you, wherever you listen to us, jump over there, give us a five-star rating, maybe comment. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, Remember, this has been the Pause, Rewind, Play podcast, and we'll see you next week.